Anyone else? Last week we talked about um, uh, preparation for your journey. Preparation for your journey. And this week the message is led by the Spirit. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you for your word today. That your word will continue to grow us, to correct us, and to live our lives before you. We just thank you, Lord, that this word will come and penetrate into our hearts and minds, that we will do the will of God, that we may please you, God, in every way. And we just thank you, Lord, more of you, less of me. May the Spirit of God anoint the message and may the people that hear this message will be touched and ministered by the power of God through his word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, led by the Spirit. In order to be led by the Spirit, you may understand the Word of God has to be instilled in your life. The Word of God has to have knowledge. The Word of God, you must know and understand the Word. Because the Word of God is your guideline your guidance, what lifestyle to live. Because the guideline of the Bible, the Holy Bible, we have guidelines, we have laws, we have a way to live for our God in this society, among our families. The way we talk, is part of your guideline as a believer in Christ Jesus. Amen? And then, compassionate to others. So the Word of God is your guideline for your lifestyle, to live, the way you talk, and you're compassionate to others. Okay? That's the first bullet point. Here's the second. Direction. Direction in what? In your life. How do we make decisions? Now, this is your typical Christian that makes decisions. And you're going to hear the bad parts and the good parts. So let me explain. So how does Christian make decisions? Here are some of the list of ways And if you are doing that, just listen and acknowledge that quietly if you are. If you hear one of the things that I am mentioning today in the message. One is certain circumstances. Do we make decisions based on circumstances? Or do we stand on the word of God? Do we make decisions on logic? That makes sense to us. Now, as a Christian, you would think so, right? But if God's thoughts are higher, then does it make sense to us to use logic? The answer is no. How do we make decisions? 
What about influence by wrong advices? Someone that gives you advices, your friend, your girlfriend, your siblings, your cousins, your parents, whatever the case may be. The wrong advice. And you could be influenced in your making a decision as a Christian. Listen to this one. Impulse decisions. Uh Oh, I should catch your attention now on the airwaves and in people looking at me right now. Impulse decision. Some of you guys are spontaneous type of individuals. I bet. Because spontaneous say, I have no plans today. All of a sudden, I want to go to Yosemite. It's only 10 hours away, maybe. Spontaneous decisions. But now, I'm going to tell you how we should conduct our decision. Ready? How do we make decision? Here it is. Biblical-led by the Holy Spirit's guidance. Now, you might say, well, do I talk, Pastor, to the Lord about everything? Well, you should already know that answer. Should I, Lord, ask if I should wear a red dress for the women or a blue dress for the women? And should I have my hair to be pizzazz or should I flat iron it? You see what I'm trying to say? Or for the guy, should I wear a GQ or should I just wear casual? Should I spike up my hair or should I just go left or to the right? For me, to the right. See, the decision you make is from the Spirit of God or biblical points. Don't worry, we're going to get into the really nitty gritty of the message when it comes to tough decision making by a Christian a believer. If you struggle in this area of your decision, whether it's impulse, wrong advice from others, and we get a lot of that, logic, because you just finished schooling, you got your MIT degree, and you feel like you're the smartest person in the whole wide world, praise the name of the Lord. If you're led by the Spirit, then it will apply. The certain circumstances make you decide this decision. So be led by the Spirit and may you stand by the biblical points in the Scripture in order for you to make decisions. Believe me, for me personally and my wife, we stand on the Word. If the kids go astray, We have to stand on the word. If people leave the church, we have to stand on the word. If there's family division, we need to stand on the word. If workers are really getting you upset and getting under your skin, you have to stand on the word. Amen. Let's talk about work or businesses. Let's start with work first. Doing the same thing. Tired of producing hard work and no results. Boy, if I can tell you my testimony, I've been in sales for 10 years. 
And I know exactly what that means. And you never have the same income weekly. Believe me. When I work for a big company, several actually big companies, guess what? My income wasn't the same. It wasn't the consistent, the weekly, week out, week out, month out, year out. It was always different because in sales, it would depend on your performance and how much deals did you close. Amen. Let's settle down now. When is the right time to leave your work or sell your business? Wow. You know, for me personally, God always had my hands and always guided me and my wife and the kids. You know, when I had jobs, good paying jobs. If you've never been in a union and you go to school and you graduate, you make good money. But when it's finished, you have no job. They'll say, I'm sorry, you're laid off. And that's the hardest part. You make great money, but all of a sudden, you're laid off because your job is completed. And you got to wait for the next job. That's the, the nature of construction. It's just how it goes, especially in the union. It's just how it is because people make great money, but the thing is not consistent throughout the whole year. But I'll tell you this, I begin to pray. And now, got a job that's steady. Money comes in every time. This day, this day. Every time. Same amount. I said, Lord, thank you. Before, I would say, Lord, am I going to have enough money on this pay period and then, then, then this pay period? <laughs> if you guys don't know my story, it's amazing. My wife would tell you that I stand on the word. You must stand on the word. Don't look at the circumstances. The circumstances will get you frightened. It will make you worry. It will stress you out. It will make you feel getting out of your comfort zone, your character of a godly person. When is that time to lead your work or sell your businesses? Here's some of the signs. You better listen to this. The sign that God will give you in your work or business. Instability. Short contracts. Sometimes you, you get a job for three months. Sometimes you get a job for six months. Sometimes for a year. Sometimes five years. Sometimes three years. It depends. Hostile environment. These are some of the signs that takes place in your workforce or business. Pressure job. You're talking about stress? Ooh. How about this one? Ungodly environment. You're supposed to be a believer, but you're in a dark place in your work and everyone's talking about the world and you're the only one living for the Lord. What can you do about it? Pray and share your testimony. Look at this one. Unstable money. I mentioned that earlier. To me, that is the biggest part. 
for me, I said, Lord, I need stability for the family. You got a lot of family, kids to feed. Hallelujah. You're going to make a way, Lord. And he does. But sometimes we have to be good steward of the money. Here's the application. All you people on the airway, listen to this. And all you people in front of me. Here's the application to that. You must get back to being stable in your income. Seek God which job or different field of work. I'm going to tell you something. I was in sales for a long time. But prior to that, I was in construction. The construction was up and down. I said, Lord, I need something different. So I got into sales. And I said, wow, man, this is great stuff. I'm making some good money. And then also I take a dip. Now the money's not as good. Especially pure commission. I had two jobs, big companies, pure commission. If I don't sell, I don't get a check on Friday and then I won't have gas to go to my next appointment. You talk about stress and pressure? Lord, help me. But the Lord was telling me, you need to move. I said, okay, Lord, now I get it. Because the money was good. I was making top performance. And I said, Nick, you're, you're balling with the big guys that are in those um, million-dollar sales a year. I said, wow, thank you, Lord. And then all of a sudden, the Lord starts to shut it down because he's trying to push it in the next direction. Don't get comfortable in the spot. Believe me, I was. I go, yeah. Then all of a sudden, it'll dry it up. And look what happened. I said, Lord, what am I going to do? And then a couple jobs later, then I got something stable. But see, I didn't know until I started seeking the Lord. Church ministry. Church and ministry. How's that? What type of season are you in? Oh, listen to this one. You guys might be in a learning stage. That means getting insight in your mind of what the Word of God, what the Holy Bible is saying. How about this one? Growing. That means maturing as a believer. We see people that are grown men or acting like little babies. You know why? Because they haven't grown in Christ Jesus. They got a grown adult body, but their mind and their maturity in the spirit is very immature. You haven't learned to grow. Especially if you've been serving the Lord for a long time, guess what happened? If you stagnate your growth, your growth will stop and you don't grow to your next level of your faith or the next plateau. Or you constantly digressing from the ladder. You're supposed to be climbing up the ladder, but you keep digressing. You're going backwards. Growing to mature yourself. How about this? Sowing for the kingdom. Are you next door to your neighbor and say, hey, do you know who Jesus is? Well, let me tell you my story. This is how I got saved. How about you? Do you want to get saved? Amen. And then you lead them to prayer. That's kingdom work. If you want to go and do outreach mission and you see 100,000 people, amen. Sowing for the kingdom. Oh, listen to this. Cultivating. Oh, this is good. Cultivating, that means renew. Keep the word close to you. That's cultivating. 
It's like a farmer, if you don't cultivate the soil, how is the plant going to grow? My father was a farmer, so I know about those things. And when I went to school, I took, uh, I took agriculture. So I understand I've got a green thumb, so to speak. Amen. How about this? This season of harvest. That means you're compelling men unto God, including women, including young kids, and everything in between. Or how about this season? Discipleship. You're under training. If you're under training, I'm going to tell you something. When you have good pastors that, that was under, they taught me everything of what I know now. But the Spirit of God added things and, and continued to enhance the Word. That's how I got to know. So I thank God for my pastors. And I pass it on to you guys and for whoever else wants to join. I will instill that Word in you, what I've learned through the Word of God by the Holy Spirit's guidance. Amen. Being led by the Spirit. Oh, be careful. There's a whole bunch of spirits out there. <laughs> I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. Did you know there's seducing spirits and you don't even know it and you're acting upon it? <laughs> Beware. You are. How can that be? Stay tuned. <clears throat> Reading the Holy Bible is to gain knowledge and understanding. That's number one. You don't read the Bible, you don't know. We call that being ignorant. That means lack of knowledge of the Word. Once we read the Bible, now we gain insight. We gain knowledge. Now the Spirit of God begins to minister to you to exhort the Word so you can understand the Word. Amen. Hearing His voice. Some people hear all kinds of voices. Watch this voice. This voice says here, I'm pretending there's a devil here. And there's God on this side. Let's start with this side. The devil saying, um, Yeah, just stay here for a while. Until it turns over. Just stay. God saying, Time to move. But try this field. That's what happened to me. I made a transition from construction into sales. And that transition was hard. I said, Lord, you sure? Because it taught me how to negotiate. It taught me how to talk to people and interact. A lot of people say, I got the gift of gab. <laughs> I mean, you got to talk a lot. So I have that gift to talk to people. But listen, that voice is here and here. Which one can you discern correctly that you're hearing? Because you can hear two good things. Watch this. Go to door number one, two, or three. One guy said go to all three doors. You don't have time for three doors because it's hard to make those adjustments. One door. Go in and do it and finish it. Hear his voice. John 10, 27 says, simple. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. 
Say, you follow. You know, it's funny that the door is closed. And we, I'm going, getting ready to the, go into the house. And I'll say, honey, she'll know my voice. Right? And then the kids will say, okay, open the door for Papa. But sometimes you'll hear a voice. Ooh, that's, who's that voice? I don't know that voice. Let me look in the window. Yeah, what do you need? See, you don't recognize the voice. If you have a pet dog that's smart, they'll recognize their, uh, their master right away. Operating in the word of knowledge. 1 Corinthians 12, 8 says, For one is given by the Spirit a word of wisdom, and to another word of knowledge by the same Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit gives you those gifts to operate so you can have word of knowledge. A lot of people say, what is word of knowledge? Here it is. Here's your brain. Here's a super divine connection with God. And then that revelation comes and comes to your head. And then you gain this knowledge. That's called word of knowledge. Pursue this position. Pursue this field. Pursue this until you achieve it. That's how you know. Don't let confusion get you bogged down. Listen to this. John 14, 26 says, But the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, shall teach you all things. Listen, teach you all things and bring all things to remembrance of whatever I have said unto you. Guys, when I memorize scriptures, sometimes I won't use it for months. And then all of a sudden, the Spirit will tell you to recite the scripture. And then, okay, for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Whoever believes shall not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. That was a scripture I memorized in the beginning of my stage. And then all of a sudden, say that to that person. And that person got saved. I said, oh, thank you, Lord. See, guys, the Spirit will give you remembrance. And especially when it comes to your direction in your personal life. He teach you all things. But in order to be taught things, you need to understand the Word of God. And He'll bring all things to your remembrance. He will quicken into your spirit of what to say and what not to say. Romans 8.14 For as many of us are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. This is probably my last point here. For God, we speak. When God speaks to you, you will know. Somehow He will confirm it to you, having peace or God's anointing come upon you. Guys, there's where a lot of Christians have fell through the cracks. I'm going to be straight with you, very forward with you. When you begin to see God, God supernaturally comes to you through a word of God or word of knowledge or someone that you might know or a stranger and come to you and tell you a word. But if you don't know how to discern it, you'll be going to the abyss. Oh, someone prophesied. Yes. And it was a false prophet. 
and you decide to go that direction, you marry that person and then all that been is havoc and chaos and all of a sudden you divorce. But that person prophesied. The Bible is clear to test the spirit and discern if that came from God. Amen. When someone like a prophet or a seasoned believer that walks in the word of knowledge, you will know. Here's the punchline, guys. You will know the Holy Spirit, whether that person spoke from God. Here it is. Anointing, presence, peace that's upon you will be a combination of those both to say, yes, Lord. I will do it now. I got my confirmation. In closing, being led by the Holy Spirit is a big deal. Hearken. If your mind is floating, bring it back this next 30 seconds. Being led by the Holy Spirit is a big deal. Make sure you hear, reconfirm, especially if it's a big decision about relationship. Come on now. Marriage, work, investment of property, investment in homes, who you associate with, meaning who you hang out with. If you're hanging out with friends that are not believers, Keep on going. You'll see what I'm talking about. If I hung with my brothers for a while, thank God it's only once a year. If I hung on my brother, they don't believe what I believe. Come on, Nick. Here's a Colt 45. Man, I I got some swigs over here. Mm-mm, I'm not touching that. I've been bought with the price. This temple is a temple of God. Let me tell you what I would want to do. Let's talk about and let's break bread. This is what thus says the Lord of hosts. That's why they don't want to hang out with me because I always speak the word of God. Who you associate with, you better be careful. Surround yourself with believers that talks about God all day long. I don't get tired of that. Matter of fact, we went to a baby dedication. I was speaking to a couple ministers over there. And I just tell them, about the word of God. And they never get tired. Listen to this. He and I were talking. His wife was beside him. And everyone was already eating. They blessed the food. And guess what happened? He and I were talking about the word of God. And the wife said, honey, go ahead and eat. And you know what he said to the wife? Listen. I'm getting fed the word of God. Hallelujah. He and I were talking about the word. And he was being fed. That blessed me. I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. See, guys, who you hang out with, be careful. We live in a wicked generation. Be wise, guard your heart, and keep the armor on day and night. Some of you guys take it off in the nighttime. Most women, they kind of like strip their face down. Hair gets unraveled. Put the armor of God Let us pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I pray that we be led by your spirit and hear your voice and only your voice. 
if Satan is trying to seduce me or seduce you, we break the powers of the enemy. And we thank you, Lord, that we only hear from the voice of God. My sheep, which is the children of God, will hear God's voice to direct them daily and to have peace in their life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Greet one another. Tell them you love them and thank you for coming. Thank you, Frank. Grandma, thank you. Gracias, mucho gracias. I hope you enjoyed the message. We'll see you next week. And we won't be late. I'll be here. Amen. We'll be here early, I promise you. one another. Tell them you love them in the name of Jesus. Amen. You're dismissed. <laughs> Fellowship with one another. Tell them that you love each other. Hallelujah. Did you get something from the message, Malloy? Amen. Brother, did you get something from the message? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It was like, he, yeah, he was just worrying and he said he was hungry and I was like, oh, let's, uh, let's go get your food.
sandwich. Yeah, I know. Is he grabbing the sandwich? Yeah, I said, let's get you something. He's like, hey, get you something and ask him, hey, you want to come over with me? He said he didn't know something. Good job. TJ, you need to give me uh, the scriptures for the message for next week. I need that tonight or Monday. I need to get the brother Danny. He's going to put something together and I'm going to give him mine the following week. Okay? Okay. Um, I was thinking like I'm going to start like making rounds. I'm going to try to get here earlier next time. And I'm going to start making rounds and I'm going to be like because um, I, I realized that you, like, you got to talk to him I guess at a, yeah, at a kid man. level. Exactly. You know, You're so, right. And you have to. And, and I'm with you. I would do the same. But. You know, I'm going to be like hey uh, anybody want to be my church today? <laughs> yeah, good. Good job, bud. But they were kind of too shy. Yeah. So uh, how, how, what would be a technique to bring him in and let? I would go around and I would just say, hey, you know, you want to be my church buddy today? You know, come with me. And if you, I think if you sit, bring them in and you sit down with them and you give them a ride, they're happy. You know. What I mean? You're so right. You're right. You just need to like step in. You, know? you can't ask them because they'll say no or no thanks. Exactly. You're right. You just gotta say, hey. You know, well, you know about sales then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you got it, man. You, you, you know. I like that. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah. Stop. Oh, you can edit it, right? Oh, so. Well, I'm not sure if it's stopped. Forget about it.